Yeah. You know what? Uh, guys uh, that are chiming in over here that are, um, can you give me a little bit more, uh, you got any more space to give me any more wire or, you know, I'll move you, over. You I'll can, move over. You can move over or you can just tilt the uh, the phone up. I just want to make sure, make sure I can read a little bit of the words, but you can also pull some of the stuff up. Can you pull it up on the big screen, their words or no? I might be able to, yeah. Actually, I don't <laughs> think so. No, because I don't think um, YouTube or uh, Insta? Instagram allows me to do that. Andrew, buddy, you can do anything. I'm working on it. If you put your mind to it. I gotta mess with it. Your mind won't work if your spine don't jerk? Is that... Uh, it sounds legit, but I'm gonna be messing with YouTube or with Instagram while you're going, so I can try to make sure that this shit sounds good this time. Yeah, how are you? You know, let us know. Uh, you know what you guys are hearing there. Give us some feedback. We're working on some of the new, some new stuff here. Uh, we're always trying to become more more betterist, and we're always working on being the best that we can be. And you know what? We're firing out a lot of podcasts, and people are starting to take notice. I'm starting to get a lot of people. Uh, commenting. I'm getting a lot of people uh, DMing me on Instagram. I'm running into a lot of people that are like, dude, I listened to your power project and uh, makes me feel great. It's just awesome. So I'm Mark Bell. I'm your goddamn host, Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram, Mark Smelly Bell on Twitter. I am a retired power lifter, although you never know, I might dust myself off one day and hit the platform again. I've squatted 1,080, bench pressed 854 pounds, and successfully deadlifted 766 pounds. I have a 2,600 plus pound total, which is still to this day the biggest total in California history. Uh, I also... Um, I also have held held some records and shit like that as, uh, along the way. I'm a three-time patent holder, but the most important job that I have, I am a husband to a beautiful woman named Andy Bell, and I'm a dad to two kids, Jake, who is 14, and my daughter, Quinn, who is 11, and uh, they're the coolest thing that ever happened to me. I have to say that. They pay me to say that. Um, but all I'm ever trying to do with, with this show, if I ever come off as like cocky, if I ever come off as rude or come off in some weird way, um, all I'm ever trying to do is share my experiences. I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. Um, I heard a really cool quote today that I, I wanted to share with you guys before we get, before we get rolling on, uh, today's podcast. Um, and, uh, let's see, I, now I got to find it. I just lost it. Oh God, I just, I just died out there, didn't I? <laughs> we're, and, we're good on Instagram. Everything, oh. everything sounds good now. Woo. Yeah. I got my singing voice back. Uh, it's more important to notice that you're wrong than it is to prove that you're right. That's from Jordan Peterson. And I've been, I've been going into the weeds. I've been smoking some weed with Jordan Peterson. Now I've been going into the weeds. I've been going deep and listening to a lot of Jordan Peterson stuff lately. And so, um, Every time I, I say something that comes from him, I, I will try to credit him. Uh, although some of his, some of the things he say may just rub off on me and I might end, just, end up just flat out stealing them, but I'm not trying to. Uh, I want to give the guy credit. Jordan Peterson is phenomenal. Um, look him up on YouTube. He's got a lot of great books out. He has one book uh, called, uh, like, he's got these 12 Rules for Living, 12 Rules for Life, I think it's called, actually, now that I think about it. Um, 
and he just shares some really cool concepts with you. And uh, it's having a big impact on me. Um, it's helping kind of open up my eyes uh, to some things. But one thing that I, I really liked that he was talking about the other day, and we're going to get into some Instagram stuff. Um, a lot, there's been a lot of questions asked on Instagram. I'm going to name some people's names that wrote questions into me, and hopefully that's okay with you guys. I'm going to share some stories with some people because uh, this podcast, and it's something that uh, Andrew uh, mentioned to me from the beginning when he offered to help, is is Andrew, you know, put it so plainly, but he's like, I just... I've always wanted to have, I always wanted to try to figure out a way to have an impact on a lot of people, have an impact on this world. And I think for all of us, that's all we're ever really trying to do. We're trying to be like significant, right? We're trying to stand out. And for some of us, it's plenty just to stand out at home. It's plenty just to stand out for uh, your wife, your girlfriend, uh, your husband, your whoever, you know, your significant other, right? And uh, for others, we want to push it beyond that. For some people, you know, they are pumped to make uh, a certain amount of money and other people want to push it uh, above and beyond. And, and uh, Andrew and I are people that both want to figure out ways of impacting the world. Uh, together, we work for Slingshot. We work for Slingshot together and we're here to work towards the same goal, which is to make the world a better place to lift. How do we do that? We get more people excited about exercise. We get more people excited about nutrition. We get more people pumped about strength training. We get more people um, we, we teach people, we show people, we coach people, we tell people, we tell them, we share this message of, look, man, once you get in deep on this stuff, there ain't no turning back. You start to pick up a lot of momentum and these, and everything becomes very, very, um, everything becomes so powerful that you can't stop. Um, some people get that way with their lifting first, and some people get that way with their food first. And that's why I always will advise you to try to find one thing and try to be able to stick to that. Just try to stick to one thing. If you think about some of the people that we've admired over the years, they haven't ruled and conquered in a million different places. Now, there are some who, when you look at them, like, man, that guy's building up a hell of a resume. He's done an awful lot in an awful lot of different places. But Michael Jordan, Tom Brady, Eli Man or uh, Peyton Manning, um, Eli Manning too, right? I mean, he's won some Super Bowls as well. Um, but these people that we've held in high regard, LeBron James, um, I'm, I'm naming sports figures, but uh, Tom Cruise, um, you know, we don't love Tom Cruise because he's crazy about Scientology. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't, there's, there might be a couple wackos that love <laughs> him for that. Say, some do. <laughs> yeah, there's. Yeah, I'm sure there's a you know a whole clan of people that love him for that. Um, and and um, there's 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 so many other people, and you can think of, you know, I, I use the example as a very extreme example, but like O.J. Simpson. I'm sure there's a lot of people that loved O.J. Simpson when he played football, and they loved the way that he played football, but they didn't love some of his actions. They didn't love some of the things he's done. And, uh, my point to that is, is like, hold on to, to, to one thing and try to focus in and, and be good at one thing. It's going to be a lot easier if, if your goal is to be successful, if you want to be, if you want to make progress over a long period of time, then the only way to be able to fully accomplish that is, is to be able to try to do better, uh, from one day to the next. What ends up being this daunting task is trying to be consistent and trying to figure out what's reasonable for you. Uh, 
And these end up being tasks that, that sometimes end up being too hard. But something that Jordan Peterson said, and something that I have talked about before, but I don't think I've shared about, I don't think I've shared it on this podcast. I, I've mentioned it in passing before, and I think I've mentioned it in some other spots. But so Jordan Peterson said, ask yourself what you want. Uh, basically the idea of aim for it and you'll hit it, aim for it and you'll hit it. Ask yourself what you want. Now you can't have any and everything that you want. That's an important thing. Like, um, there's, there's like laws of the universe that there's certain things that you can't wish for. Like I can't wish that I'm floating right now. (laughs) Right. Um, that would truly be like a wish and that's not anything you really want. That's something that's kind of out of this realm. Somebody might be like, well, what a ridiculous example. Why would you, you know, why would you even say something like that? Well, it's because there's people that aren't realistic and they're not reasonable sometimes with the goals that they mention. Um, now, if I was talking about, look, man, you know what? It's a huge passion of mine to be able to dunk a basketball. I'm close to six feet tall. Uh, I have strong legs. And if I, I think if I really wanted to figure it out and got a coach that I could work really hard and potentially dunk a basketball. Now there's another thing that happens along the way, along your journey. Sometimes you work really hard towards something and you don't actually even get it. But again, what it does for you is it provides a healthy mindset. It will make you stronger in the long run. You're not always going to reach your goals. You guys followed me on my 600 pound bench, uh, goal years ago to bench 600 pounds raw and I failed. I didn't make it. Uh, not everything happens. I wanted to squat 1100 pounds too. And I was cut off early and I fell with 1085. And uh, that's most the first time I retired from the sport. And I Brett Favre did it came back a couple times after that, but ask yourself what you want, aim for it. And in addition to that, know what you want. Now, here's something that I have been saying for a long time that kind of coincides with this statement from Jordan Peterson, and it's the concept of sit down and have an interview with yourself. That sounds ridiculous, but ask yourself a couple of questions. What do I want to do? What do do you want to be when you grow up? You might be 30 years old, and you might ask yourself that question. You might be 40 years old, and you might ask yourself that question. You might be 50 years old and you might have to ask yourself that question. You might be 20 years old. It's, it doesn't, the age doesn't matter. What would you like to do? Um, I've talked before on this podcast about the potential to, um, expand the brand name of super training gym. I've talked potentially about trying to change the face of powerlifting forever. I don't feel I'm ready to do that right now. And so I'm staying in my own lane and I'm focused in on the things that I want to do right now. But if I ask myself, you know, 10 years from now, could I see myself doing that and kind of venturing out, uh, from what I'm currently doing? Hell yeah, I could see that. That actually would make a lot of sense. That would be highly enjoyable. That'd be a lot of fun to, uh, pursue something like that. So, you know, you want to sit down you want to interview yourself, ask yourself some basic, basic questions. Ask yourself this question. What the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? You know, what are you doing and why? Because there's things that you know you should be doing and there's things that you could be doing. And those things are building up tremendous amounts of anxiety for you every single day, but you're not doing them. And then you're coming to me and you're like, hey, smelly. Hey, people's coach. How, how can I stay motivated? And 
it's 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 hard for me to explain um that motivation is a fleeting thing like i i love being motivated i love being fired up i love uh, but the motivation is going to be in the acquirement of knowledge. The more, the more that you can learn and the more that you can know, you will have ample supply to deal with any situation that happens in your life. When you go to lift weights and you do four sets of five reps with 200 pounds, four sets of five reps with 200 pounds, you clearly have the capability of doing 250 pounds. You are supplied with more reserve than what it is you're lifting. And that's how we get better at lifting. We do not get better at lifting if, you're, if your max bench press was 200 pounds. We do not get better at, at lifting if you came in every single week and tried 225 pounds and you didn't do any other work than that, you would not get any better. You'd miss 225 pounds every single time. And you would potentially get hurt because it doesn't work that way. Life doesn't work that way. You can work hard, but you can also be kind of stupid about it. And you could be wasting your time and you could be wasting some of your energy. <clears throat> and so you want to build up an energy reserve. You want to build up what I call and what's been around forever. I didn't invent this. Something called willpower. It's, a, it's an actual power that we have. It might even be a fucking superpower. Uh, willpower might be a superpower. I mean, they've done studies on people that have cancer. And uh, the information is overwhelming. When somebody has a positive mindset, they tend to survive more. I mean, what the hell? You know, like the, the two people, both with this terrible life-threatening disease that has killed millions of people that we love and care about and one survives just because they what does that mean is that magic you know is that is that like a thing from god or like it, it's it's unbelievable is what it is and you have a tremendous amount of willpower but that willpower has to be built you have to try to build yourself into being tougher you have to try to build yourself into being stronger you can't make yourself taller. You can't make yourself shorter. There's certain limitations of the things that you can do, but you can certainly uh, build up an intensity. You can build up a work ethic. It's not going to be built overnight, and it's very, very difficult. You can also work towards building a code, building an, an ethical and moral backbone that you rely on, that you have, that you don't stray away from. You have these principles, these ideas, this, this code that you live up to, and you don't entertain or tolerate other things. Where this is going to play into what I'm about to transition into next is going to be huge because when you don't tolerate bullshit, there, there's less decisions to be made in a day. Everything that you do, I, I'm not, it's hard for me to explain this because I think that people look at me now. Uh, and they might think that my days are like buttoned up, but man, I'm the last person in the world that's got shit planned out. I don't, I really very rarely have stuff planned out to even talk about on this podcast. I actually just wrote a couple things down with Andrew mm -hmm. a few minutes beforehand. Don't give away all our secrets, dude. And, uh, <laughs> when I do those, uh, power project or when I do some of the videos, uh, for, um, for YouTube, uh, 
the ones from Mark Bell's iPhone, those are all just off the cuff. There's not one thing written down for any of that. I don't rehearse anything. I just start chatting and I just start talking. It's and and it's because I have a reserve of knowledge in the space that I'm talking about. And so some people get on there and they're like, man, I'm sick of you trying to motivate people. I'm sick of these motivational speeches. And I'm like, it's not, I'm not even trying to be motivational. I'm trying to share a message with you that I think could really help. It could really make a big difference. And if you're not a fan of it and it doesn't vibe with you, that's fine. That's not a big deal. Uh, just go, just go listen to somebody else. Yeah. Like there's Gary V who's saying something all day, every day. And I genuinely, I'm kind of burnt out on him. Um, the last thing that I, that I saw that he did cool, which was like, he was just like flipping stuff at uh, yard sales. But before that, like I hadn't seen anything that he's done where I'm like, Mark, you got to check this shit out, dude. He killed it on this post or right. this has got me really fired up. But there's millions of people that go to Gary V for motivation. Yeah. And I'm just not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people that need motivation. And so part of what I'm supplying with pe- to people, just like we do with our products that we make, we sometimes make products out of the necessity that came from our, our clients. Our customers will say, hey, you ever thought about making a fatter knee sleeve? And we're like, yep, here we go. So we made the gangster knee sleeves, which won't be available until 2019. So you got to wait. You got to wait for those. Um, there's a process to making all these things and we have to test stuff here and we, we have to, uh, put things through the meat grinder, make sure they're, uh, they're going to last long and make sure they're going to be a product that you guys really truly enjoy. Um, but a lot of things happen, uh, from that. And what I supply to the YouTube channel, it has nothing to do with the amount of likes. Um, if I wanted, if I wanted the YouTube channel to strictly be based off of likes, uh, I would just get a pump and I would just have my shirt off in every single workout. And I'd say, Hey, you know, let's, uh, on Instagram, let's take a 15, 20 second clip of me with my shirt off, uh, pumping some big weights. And, uh, you know, that'll, that'll be the clip that, you know, pulls people into the YouTube channel. We've done a lot of stuff like that before. And it, every time it has, or I'd have other people that have great bodies in the YouTube videos more often, but that's not what I'm, that's not why I'm making these videos. I'm making these videos to help. I'm making these videos to have an impact. And these videos are based off of a lot of the messages that I get on Instagram, a lot of the messages that I get on YouTube. And so people will send these messages in and I'm going to read some of this stuff to you guys. And uh, hopefully you guys can relate to a lot of what these guys are saying. The last thing I'm going to say before I move on, because I think it's important, it's just something that was, it's something that came to me the other day. Um, We had the uh, owner of Zevia here. And, uh, I thought there was a really good connection between him and another person and from a business perspective. And so I put these two in, in contact with each other. And the first thing, um, Patty Spence, the owner of, uh, Zevia, and he, he's, he's going to laugh, uh, because he knows, he knows this is true. He knows I'm calling him out. Um, and, uh, Tate Fletcher, I was putting these two together, right? Tate Fletcher is the owner of Caveman Coffee. Never tried Caveman Coffee. That shit's dope. Thanks. Uh, thanks Tate for, uh, always sending some out to me and I purchased some off of Amazon too. I'm a customer. I love that stuff. Anyway, they make a good cold brew coffee, but I figured it'd be great to put these two together. Maybe they could do business together. And, uh, so Tate Fletcher was like, Hey man, you know, happy to meet you via, uh, via this text thread. 
And uh, Patty replied, and they went back and forth. And then Tate said, hey, man, you got a, uh, maybe an opportunity uh, sometime Monday to talk and uh, or sometime later this week to talk. And Patty's response back was, I'm swamped. Uh, there's no way, you know, uh, how about Monday? That is a weak thing to say to yourself. That is not, that is not okay. That is not okay. That does not follow with the, uh, smelly code of honor over here. We're, we're trying to be made out of something different over here. You know, I teach you guys do more, be more, right? The more that you, the more that you do, the more that you can handle, the more that you do, the more that you can do. You also don't want to be saying weak ass shit to yourself because you want to be a savage. You want to train yourself to be strong. You want to, tr- you want to train yourself out of having bad body language. You want to train, you want to train yourself out of having a piss poor perspective on life. You want to train yourself out of only recognizing the bad. You want to train yourself out of all these deep, dark positions that you put yourself in to where you're always just feeling sorry for yourself and you're always just down, or maybe you're not even always down, but you let the day kick your ass. You let the day beat you. What I'm about to transition to next is going to save you a lot of time and energy towards you. You should not be falling behind. You should not be falling behind. Your day is too important to fall behind. It's too important. You can't fall behind and there's, there's no time and there's no room to fall behind anywhere because things are only fun when you're kicking ass, when you're doing good. If you're, if you're working your ass off and you have no upward mobility in your job and you make $25,000 a year, that is not ever going to be satisfying enough to truly work for you to live the life that you really want to live and live the life that you were designed to live. You can't tell me that that's what you were designed to do. Somebody might say, oh yeah, you know, we just made to probably procreate and that's it. Well, that, that seems, uh, that seems kind of shitty, uh, in my opinion. It doesn't seem like, uh, there's any, there's any effort, any challenge to that. And, and how are you going to feel worth anything? Um, I know from experience, I know from just being around for a long time that everyone is striving towards being worth something. Everyone's trying to be worthy. Everyone's trying to strive for these things. So you can't say. I'm swamped. You're not allowed to say that. You can think it in your head for 10 seconds, but your thoughts become your actions too. So you can barely think it. <laughs> you're, you're, you're skating on some thin ice by even thinking it. So stop saying weak stuff to yourself because it promotes weakness and it allows you to, it allows you to feel like it's okay. When you wake up in the morning, if you're going to exercise for the day, you should already know approximately what time you're going to lift. That will help set everything else into place because let's face it, these workouts are tough. They take a long time. They take a, it's a time commitment. Um, a lot of times it's 20, 30 minutes to whatever location you're going to, to work out. You have another 20 minutes and sometimes 40 minutes of just kind of dicking around and trying to get the vibe of the day and trying to feel it. And you're waiting for things to kick in so that you can kick ass in your workout. And sometimes it barely ever shows up. And you got to muster up everything you got to have a good workout. Uh, the workout itself could take an hour. By the time you drive back home, we just, we burned two and a half, three hours easy. It flies by very quickly. But in anticipation for the workout, by the way, you should know at least in part what you're going to do for the day. 
So that way your brain is already on board with what the hell's about to go on for that day. And you need to start to talk to yourself about what the hell is going to happen tomorrow. What's it going to look like when I get in there tomorrow? Am I going to mope around and be like, oh man, it's deadlift day. You know, or, oh man, I can't bench my shoulder. I can't do this because it's like, come on, man. We have an opportunity to lift. No one's forcing any of this. And if anything hurts too bad, certainly by no means do not try to lift and continue to tear down that uh, muscle that hurts or that tendon or ligament that is, is inflamed. Uh, stop the madness and start, uh, and start looking into doing movements that don't hurt so bad. There's plenty of options when we get to the gym. And so uh, don't allow yourself to say weak stuff. I want you guys to really, I want that to be your homework. I want you to really, truly focus in on that. I can't, unacceptable, 100% unacceptable. Yeah, I I don't think people understand how detrimental that is to to your um, overall performance. You know, if I say, oh, Mark, you loaded up 275 today. I don't don't think I can do that. And then, you know, I kind of bitch out and I, I I psych myself out of the lift. And then I go home and then my fiance is like, hey, do you think you can... I don't know, <laughs> clean the backyard. Like, ah, uh, man, I had a bad day at the gym. Yeah, right. I don't know. My back's kind of hurting. I don't think I'm going to be able to get to that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like a cascade or like a, a domino effect, all because I tricked my brain into thinking I couldn't deadlift that weight. Right. When I could and I did. And the next thing you know, it's like, dude, I'm feeling great. Fuck yeah. Where's that backyard at? <laughs> There's certain things that we get locked into when we're lifting, like, um, we, we can't punish ourselves and beat the shit out of ourselves all the time on everything. But like, um, like today, Andrew and I did some rack deadlifts and, uh, we were doing these rack deadlifts and, and you don't really get that locked into that kind of lift because you either kind of like can make it or miss it. Yeah. There's going to be some strain and some pull and one lift might be slower than the other, but there's some situations where you're like, you know what? Like I'm locked in here and I can't go anywhere until this gets done. And you know it's going to kill. And we did that the other day on the preacher crawl. Yeah. We're just killing each other. Yeah, and it's like, great. I went, you went, Lauren went, and, and it's like, you're watching the other guy go, and you're kind of pumped for him, but you're like, oh, man, I got to go again. This sucks. <laughs> yeah. It sucks, but it's good, you know? And it's, it's, it's rewarding to be able to make it through it. But it's almost like there's no seatbelt on the machine, but it feels like it. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like, like life's seatbelting you into that bitch and that you have to figure out, okay, we're just going to go until your arms give out. Yeah. Like and I, then some. You know, I always say like, oh, get me off this roller coaster because I genuinely feel like, because I, I, I don't like roller coasters, but <laughs> like, I feel like, oh shit, I'm locked in here and I can't get out of this damn thing until this ride is over. So unfortunately, I got to keep going <laughs> even though it sucks. Yeah. But then I, when, it, when it's over, how good does it feel when you like, fuck, get me out of here. And then you look over yeah. and it's like, you know, your, your training partner just gives you a fist bump and then you're like, okay, cool. Your turn. That's all you get for it. <laughs> right. That's all you get for it, you know? And, and six months from now, you're going to be like, oh, wow, my legs are a little bigger. My, my, oh, my arms are a little bit like, y- you know, you don't, <laughs> that's what makes it all so hard. That's what it makes it all so hard is you don't get a lot from it. However, you're getting a lot more from it than you could possibly ever truly understand. Because where else do you have the opportunity to train your willpower like that? Where else do you have the ability to, test out your fortitude and what you're made out of where else can you show where else can you show people where what you're made out of you can't really 
I mean, I don't know. You might be in a meeting one day and you might come up with some revolutionary thing. And yeah, it would be like a good example of, oh, wow, I mm-hmm. can't believe so-and-so figured out the database mm-hmm. to do that or whatever. But it's like, wh- what are they really going to show you? Right. And it, you, you're definitely not going to get the instant feedback the way you do in the gym. Yeah, it's not gonna like blow your it's not gonna blow your <laughs> socks off, right? It's not gonna be this crazy, this this crazy thing. And so the gym is a, is an opportunity to show people like, yeah, man, I've been working on this for a long time and I'm a I'm a bad motherfucker. Like it doesn't matter if I'm 150 or 250 or 350, um, or if you're five five or if you're six five. Mm-hmm. You know, Fat Dan's in there training right now, and and when you see Dan come in and you see him squatting and you see him deadlifting, and you see Marcus squatting and you see Marcus deadlifting and you see all these big sons of bitches that are in here, there's young guys in here that are that are working just as hard. There's young guys in here that are that are trying just as hard. There's a lot of big strong people that train here. Um, Fat Dan sometimes struggles with being consistent, and that's what we're going to roll over to here in a minute. Um, but you know, when he's here, he's putting in the work, he's doing it. And once you get kind of locked into these situations, that's an opportunity to show where you're at. That's an opportunity to show, uh, what you're made out of. And what we're always trying to promote here is to be made out of something different. What does that mean? It means don't walk like them. Don't talk like them. Don't be like them. There's no reason to be like a lot of other people, a lot of other people, um, kind of live a crap life. They're not living a fulfilled life. And you want to try to work towards, um, you know, living the most fulfilled thing that you can. You don't have to look down on other people. You don't have to think that you're better, that you're, you're more important than anybody else. There's no reason to, uh, even go that route. I'm going to transition into some of this stuff here. So these are some questions that popped up on the DMS and I actually got into some conversations, uh, uh, with, uh, I got in conversation with a guy on the phone yesterday um, on Instagram too. And if you look back at the message that I put up with fat Dan and myself, um, there's a lot of great comments on there, but, um, you know, one guy commented and he was like, man, I'm just really having a hard time getting back in the gym. Uh, I used to run, I used to do this, I used to do that. And I said, you know what? Um, screw it, man. Let me just, let's just, let's just hop on the phone. Let's just, let's just communicate. And so I gave him a call and I do that I do that pretty often. I don't talk about it a lot, but I do it pretty often. And I got on the phone with this guy. He's 24 years old, he's a young guy. And um, we got into some conversation and we started talking about consistency. Now, I think there's, there's some things about consistency that people are really, really missing. Now, I just mentioned that Fat Dan has trouble with being consistent. Um, now... We've talked to Fat Dan about this in a, in a different way. We've approached it in a different way because now he actually is consistent. And let me explain what that means. So Marcus, who's been good friends with Fat Dan for a long time, is very close to him, but they kind of have like a love-hate relationship. And uh, Marcus is a straight shooter. He's pretty intense. And so Marcus went up to him and said, dude, stop talking about coming back and you're, you're back again and then, and then you miss. And then he's like, just... Just show up when you can show up. So consistency, yes, it would be great if he was here constantly, right? Uh, constantly and consistently are, are different things. Um, and consistency is consistent for you. Just like when you go to a doctor and they ask you, are you regular? 
Being regular is regular for you. Irregular is irregular for you. Do you normally ship four times a day? Well, that's regular. That's regular for you. Uh, If all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you normally poop once a day, and now you're pooping four times a day, that's irregular. Consistency. Consistent for you by your standards, by what you're able to actually do. What are things that you can do? Things that you can do are things that are fairly easy, things that are fairly simple, low-hanging fruit. How do we gain momentum? We put one foot in front of the other foot. We show up places. When we say that we're going to show up places, that's how we're able to make momentum. But we don't talk about things that we're not going to do because that's what cowards do. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to live that kind of life. We're here to live a more fulfilled life. And so you have to be able to back up the things that you say. If you can't back up the things that you say, then just shut your fucking face. Just don't (laughs) say anything. There's no reason to talk about something that you're not going to do. I want people to stop. I want people to put the brakes on and say, you know what? I'm not going to talk about owning a Lamborghini because I'm not in any sort of particular uh, spot for that right now. Rather than talking about it and sounding like an idiot, I am going to keep that as a goal. That's a healthy goal to have. And I'm going to work towards figuring out ways of, of getting that car. And that's going to be a, uh, that's, a, that's, that's my, dr- that's my dream car. And you can kind of put that on, on your tab for your, your, your dream car. But you have to have actions that are actually matching up towards that goal. You want to be kind of heading towards that goal. And if you are currently in school and your idea of success is to own a mansion or own a beautiful car or, or, or these different things, then we're going to have to develop some form of consistency, but your, but whatever your consistency is, maybe that's all that you can handle for the time. And we know from past podcasts, I've talked about this as well. All you can do is all that you can do. That's why I talk so much about do more, be more. It's a way out of, it's a way out of being stuck with only the things that you can currently handle. Because the more that you do, the more that you can handle. So if you just, getting up off the couch promotes getting up off the couch. Sitting on the couch promotes sitting on the couch. And so when it comes to being consistent, what we're looking for is we're not looking for you to string together three days, five days, seven days, ten days. Yeah, all those things would be magnificent. That would be wonderful. It'd be great if we looked back over the year and we said you lost 50 pounds because you... uh Look at out of the 365 days, shit, man, you did unbelievably trained over 300 days. You're a savage. Like that's some real consistency, right? That would be wonderful if that happened, but it's too hard. That's, that's too hard to make happen. That's too hard maybe for you for now, because we have to build stuff. Remember I just said earlier, you can build willpower. You can build strength. You can build, you can build your consistency. You're not going to be great at anything right off the bat. You have to practice consistency. You have to practice greatness. If you want to be great, then you have to practice being great. You have to be made out of something different. You cannot adhere to a weak mindset. You cannot allow yourself to fall into the trap of doing what everybody else is always doing. There's going to be some sacrifices that you're going to have to make. 
consistency is strongly, strongly tied into handling the shit that you don't always want to do when you don't always want to do it because that can break up your consistency. There's a word called responsibility. The responsibilities that you have towards some of the things that you're trying to do or towards some of your goals is huge. You have this huge responsibility. So let's just say, you know, most of the people that listen to this podcast, they're working out and they want to be in better shape. If you want to be in better shape, how in the world are you going to be consistent if at 10 o'clock in the morning I ask you, hey, what'd you eat for breakfast? And you go, nothing. <laughs> oh, are you fasting? Like are you using intermittent fasting, using IF? Mm, no, I, you know, I don't know. I just don't really like to eat breakfast that much. Okay. Uh, do you have lunch with you? No. What are you doing for lunch? I'm not sure. I think I was going to get a burrito uh, from Chipotle. And if not, I'll swing by In-N-Out. Hmm. Okay. Uh, sounds like we're not doing so good right here. <laughs> uh, this says... Uh, oh, I was okay. just letting people know on Instagram that they can hop over to PowerProject.live if they hey! want to capture or if they want to see a uh, better experience and also probably better audio and better angles. We get to see a different... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the angle of the dangle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as I was going through this, this stuff with, uh, this, this kid on the phone yesterday, he was telling me he kind of has a nine to five. We started breaking things down and what did we end up with? We ended up with finding out how goddamn easy this truly will be. So, uh, of course he's all hyped up cause I called him and he's a fan and everything. So that's going to last for, you know, I don't know, two weeks maybe. Um, but here's the good news. So. The good, the good news about failing and the good news about sucking at something is that you can get better at it quite easy. Mm-hmm. So if you weigh 350 pounds, losing five pounds is going to be very simple. If you have been dumb all your life and you don't feel like you've uh, been able to acquire a lot of knowledge, being smarter than you were yesterday is going to be simple. If you have this crazy high IQ, it might, it might be hard to continue to get smarter. If you're insanely strong, it might be tough to figure out a way to get stronger. Uh, if you're shredded, if you're 5% body fat, what else can you do from there? But if you're 25% body fat, being uh, 22% body fat is going to be fairly easy. It's going to be hard to make some changes, but it's going to be fairly simple on what to do. So this guy who who's had a hard time with motivation because he can't be consistent. <clears throat> so he said that he works Monday through Friday, kind of has an 8.30 to 5-ish job. Um, eight o'clock to five o'clock, nine o'clock to five, something like that. So he said, sometimes he'll wake up before, uh, sometimes he'll wake up before and, and hit the gym He'll wake up before work and hit the gym. And, uh, so I started kind of going over some of this stuff. I'm like, okay, well you work Monday through Friday and, uh, that's, that's quite a bit of work. That's a full-time job. And that's, that's a lot for like a young guy who probably, you know, has other desires, wants to do other things. So I said, okay, Saturday, Sunday, every Saturday, Sunday, you're working out. No question. So that, that part's already taken care of. We already have two days out of the week that you're automatically lifting. And I even gave him a time. I gave him a time. I said 7 a.m. Why did I say 7 a.m.? I, I said 7 a.m. to make him responsible. Because in order to lift at 7 a.m., he can't be dicking around Friday night. He can't be dicking around Saturday night in order to get to the gym at 7 a.m. in the morning. 
This is how you start to line up your life. And this is how you start to structure stuff. And this is how you start to have isolated victories. When you're thinking about consistency, don't think about consistency being this long-term thing. Think about it being an isolated victory. Build up a bunch of isolated victories. If you go to the gym on a Monday and you don't show up again till Friday, those are still isolated victories. If you go to the gym Monday, Friday, and then you miss a whole week, and then you miss two weeks, and then you're just <laughs> all over the place, right? I fell off the wagon, so I'm, I'm just... You didn't. Didn't do nothing. You didn't fall off any wagon. You're fine. You're totally fine. Just get back in the gym. Oh, Don't. but I lost all my gains, all my progress. It's all gone now. I used to be shredded, bro. I swear to God. Dude, I was like 12%. Dude, I know it's hard for you to believe, but like I used to look so different. I know like what you see right now, I look like a lump of shit, but I used to be jacked. But then one week turned into two <laughs> and I couldn't go back because I lost all my progress. And my dog died. He had to come in though. Right, and right before that, he ate my homework. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to, you, ha- you got to figure this shit out and you have to stop being so goddamn pathetic. So I gave him two, I gave him two, two, uh, weekend workouts to do Saturday, Sunday, boom, done. Now let's pick off one day during the week or two days if you want to go four day schedule. But how hard would it be to wake up Monday morning? You had the whole weekend. Hopefully Sunday, you know, you just sat around and watched football. So you're not really doing much. So Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Now all we got to do is get in there on freaking Wednesday and we're good. Monday, Wednesday, bam. And I said, those workouts are done before they're done before your work, because you know that that kid is going to be cruising home on Wednesday or Thursday. He's like, I just feel like getting some pizza. He's going to roll into like a, you're not going to lift after, after you eat damn pizza, Mm -hmm. right? Nope. This guy was from Jersey. He's from the East coast. He knows about good pizza. And so these are things that you have to break these things down into smaller parts, smaller components so that they're not hard. They're not decisions. Oh man, I can't find time to work out. Well, you, you, you find time by writing it down. You don't have to look for it. It's already there. Where, where's my workout time? It's Monday at five o'clock. It's Wednesday at five o'clock. It's Saturday and Sunday at 7 a.m. I can't find time. Well, I just found it for you. <laughs> That's where it is. It's before you go to work and it's on the two days that you don't have work. Oh man, I don't know. I don't know. I can't figure out how to meal prep. Can't figure out or find time how to meal prep. Write it down. Say, you know what? I'm going to meal prep a little bit on Saturday and a little bit on Sunday. And I'm going to cook up a bunch of meals both days. I'm going to have food for the week. Simple. It doesn't have to be hard. When you break these things down into smaller chunks, it's easy. The other thing that I said to him is I said, you know what? I said, get yourself a lifting partner. And a lot of people will say, oh man, you know, no one does this shit around me, da, da, da. Because you're an asshole and you don't talk to anybody. <laughs> and you go to the gym with your headphones on and you're all amped up from your pre-workout and you're dropping weights on the ground and you're acting like a dick. Open up a little bit. Talk to people. Communicate with people. If you see somebody else deadlifting in the gym, be like, dude, do you power lift? That's awesome, man. Hey, you know what? So what? Even if it's someone, that, even if your strength levels are not even close to each other who cares it's one it's one person to lift with a lot of times a lot of times the guys and girls and stuff that that are throwing down that are moving around big stuff they don't want to be slowed down they don't want to kind of like hang out and they're not 
they're not that fun anyway a lot of times. Find someone that wants to lift more so than just obsessed with lifting. Find someone who really wants it because those people are going to be able to push you, encourage you. And um, you, you don't have to find this like perfect training partner. I mean, we're great examples. I can't lift nowhere near as much as you, but we make it work and it, we have a shit ton of fun doing it. Yeah. And like, it's, it's really never limiting. I mean, sometimes we're just like, oh, we'll just get a different bar Yeah, if we're both deadlifting or whatever. But even today, like, you know, we did a rack deadlift, which makes it very simple to train together Mm because we just take the weight on and off the rack. And, but even if we're benching, like sometimes I'm benching four plates or something and you might be benching, uh, one and a half plates. It doesn't, it's not that, it's not hard to take the weight off the Mm -hmm. bench. Uh, it's actually fairly easy. We squat together. We do almost all the lifts. I think other than the deadlift is probably the only time we sometimes just have to completely, uh, use a different Mm -hmm. bar just because of the nature of trying to pick those weights up. I think people need to, uh, whatever gym they're, they're rolling into, I think like they kind of have to follow some of the rules that we have here. And one of them being don't wear headphones. Right. Because how hard is it to try to communicate with somebody with, you know, obviously they have headphones on, but if you don't and somebody comes up to talk to you, then you're, you're, you're responsive and you might meet a friend or you might meet a training partner. The really bad thing about having headphones on, the really bad thing about having headphones on too, is that, that you automatically have your phone. You automatically have your phone, you have your phone too much with you and you keep looking for these songs Mm -hmm. and these powerful things get you amped up for a lift and it's. You're dicking around too much, and and a lot of the headphones are going to be falling off your head and shit. And it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah, just listen to the shitty twenty four hour gym music. <laughs> it shouldn't make any difference, uh, <laughs> especially if you have a lifting partner. So, you know, as I broke stuff down with this kid yesterday, he goes, "Actually, you know what? I don't really have an excuse." I, he's like, "My brother loves lifting, and he hits the gym in the morning." I was like, "Dude, done deal." I said, "But talk to your brother." You know, I know it's weird to like all of a sudden have these conversations out of nowhere, but talk to your brother, tell him what's up, tell him what you want to do. Be like, dude, I've, I've kind of fallen off over here. I haven't been to the gym in a while. And, um, you know, I, I'd love to start to, uh, work towards being more consistent. And so, uh, I'm going to be there tomorrow at five o'clock and, uh, I'll see you there. Boom. Done. You told, of course, your brother's going to give you shit. Of course, he's going to make fun of you. That's what best right. friends, that's what brothers do. They're going to. They're going to be like, yeah, sure. You're going to be consistent. That's great. You're not even saying that you're going to be consistent. You're just saying that you would like to be consistent and you would like to be in better shape. Yeah. And if you do miss that next, uh, training session, it doesn't mean that it's over. It just means you pick it up again and you just start whatever the next day is. It it doesn't matter. It's, it's very insignificant in the grand scheme of things. It really doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, I used to think that way all the time too, just because it's like, okay, I got to get in you know, at least two days this week, and then hopefully the weekends I can make it. And if I miss the day, I'm just like, well, do I skip upper body? Do I not? Like, uh, you know, I'm just going to start next week. You know, the right. typical, I'll start on Monday, which is stupid. But it's a really, it's a really actually an interesting thing because uh, if I said, are you a photographer? You'd say yes. Right. But even, even before we did this, even if you didn't do photography for two weeks, you wouldn't say no. <laughs> yeah there's it, a lot of that you know what i mean you yeah. wouldn't be like no nah, because like i'm not consistent with it so i can't i'm not even gonna really say it no mm-hmm. i'm not you know mm-hmm. it's like well no you're that's still something that you do mm-hmm. that's still something that you love doing <laughs> and so i think uh 
and obviously lifting, it, it's clearly like you, you have to, in order to be in better shape, you have to, uh, lift often. Right. And, and then you have to do, you have to lift often for X amount of years. But when you look back at your, the way that you gained progress and the different things that happened in, over a period of time, if you lit, missed, uh, you know, some workouts over the years, it doesn't, it's not going to really matter that much. What matters is, is that you stick with something, right? So you try to try to grab a hold of this shit and, you know, think like, look, if you're 20, this guy was 24 years old. Uh, thanks for the eggplants, by the way. If you're in, if you're in, if you're in your twenties, think about where are you going to be when you're 29? Where are you going to be when you're 40? Hopefully you'll still be lifting. And so the fact that, you know, when you were 24 to 30, um, you didn't lift every damn day, isn't going to matter. It's going to be a small piece of the puzzle in the long run. So don't, don't get caught up with this consistency thing and say, oh, the hell with it. If I'm not... If I'm not in there, you know, five times a week, then, then it's nothing. It's zero. Mm -hmm. It's not zero. Um, also be reasonable with the things that you're setting up for yourself. I mentioned earlier, interview yourself, have a conversation with yourself. Okay. Fat. So how many times a week do you want to lift? Mm -hmm. Uh, I would like to lift seven days a week. Okay. You dumbass. You know that that's not possible because you work five days a week. And you know that Saturday, Sunday, you like to kind of hang out with your friends. So we need some social time. We need some work time. These are just realistic things that happen in our lives. So how are you going to get your ass to the gym? How many times? And then you can say, okay, well, it'd be good to make it to the gym more often than not. Mm -hmm. More often than not would be there's seven days in the week. So let's go four times. That would be more often than not. Right. That would be a higher right. percentage of you going to the gym versus you not going to the gym for the week. Yeah. All right. We won. Yeah. I mean, when you think of it that way, four days, that, that doesn't sound too bad. It and ain't I, bad. And I like what, uh, what's her, uh, megatams.journey on what's Instagram. What's up? Me megatams is all over our shit. Yeah. She just said that Monday never comes around. You know, like when somebody says, I'll do it on Monday and it never comes around. And then all of a sudden, yeah, you are two months without touching the gym and looking at that monthly payment, <laughs> unless you come to super training. How but, many times have you been somewhere? Like you go to like a coffee shop or a retail store or something and you're like, Hey, how's it going? You know, to, you're saying this to the person that works there and they're like, <sighs> I'm doing okay, I guess for a Monday. And you're like, well, mm -hmm. what in the, how can Monday be any worse than any other day? And also Monday should be better because it's the start of the week. You should be pumped for one. Secondly, like, did you do anything yesterday? Like most people don't really do a whole lot. I don't, I don't really know hardly anybody that like works their face off on Sunday. Mm -hmm. I mean, we come in here and we train usually, or we'll podcast, but like, it's pretty lax compared to, you know, some of the other days of the week. And so you should be pretty rested from Sunday going into Monday. Like, are you doing something crazy on Sunday that I'm unaware of <laughs> that makes Monday so damn yeah, you don't tough? Know the, you don't know the secret about just giving your all on Sunday and that way that you have nothing the rest of yeah, the you week. Got no, you got just, nothing, nothing left. You just blow your load on Sunday. Blow your load. <laughs> you know, with, with kids, it makes more sense. Like if you don't love school, I can see like, oh shit, it's Monday. I, I that, that I totally understand because I hated school. So I can get that. Yeah. And I do know some people don't like their job. Um, but that's still, that's still too much negative reinforcement. That's still too much weak stuff that you're passing on to yourself and that you're putting into your head. Even this thing of like, oh man, just 
Just bear with me, man. I haven't had my cup of coffee yet. Ugh. Come on. Mm. You're that weak. <laughs> I mean, that is just absolutely pathetic. Like, That's the worst. Yeah. Yeah. You were a real, you were a real fucking blaze when, when you did have your coffee. <laughs> yeah. Sure. You were fucking piece of shit. <laughs> so, you know, just, it's too much. It's, it's, it's too much. You can't, can't do that. And that's how we end up in these positions where we're wondering why we can't get motivated is because you're dragging yourself down all the time. Other people are going to drag you down plenty. Right. You don't have to ever do it one time to yourself. There's absolutely no reason to do it. If you miss a workout, no reason to beat yourself up. If you're on a diet and you go off the diet, no reason to beat yourself up. The good news about going off the diet is that the very next meal, you could be back on the diet. Hmm. You mean if you have one bad thing, you don't just, ah, I had, I messed up my diet for the day, so I'm going all in now. Right. No. Yeah. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Celebrate that one little cheat, I guess you want to call it, and get back on it. And that's, and that's kind of the theory behind the, like, if it fits your macros type of stuff is that you're never off the diet. And so from a mindset standpoint, you're like, oh. It's kind of cool. Now, for some people, it doesn't work great because it's like, okay, I'm never off the diet. <laughs> I can have at it. I can eat whatever I want. So this other guy, so that's that with uh, that kid. We 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 handled him and we figured him out. We got him a lifting partner. We got him a schedule. I talked to him. Now, here's something else important before I care, before I move on, um, and something I I kind of thought of on the at the moment when I was talking to this kid. So. Every day there's these choices that we have to make. Uh, there's these decisions that go on. Now, uh, some decisions we don't have control over like when they're going to happen. They're like audibles that we have to make during the day. But for the most part, we know how most of the day is going to go. We know what our uh, boss expects of us. We know how work's going to go, kind of. Uh, we kind of know what's going on each day for the most part. And there's also a lot of things we can control. We've talked plenty about like laying your clothes out the night before. President Obama used to have his clothes. This is not a political thing, so please bear with me here. President <laughs> Obama used to have his clothes picked out for the entire week. It's because he didn't want to think about what he's wearing. That's great. Dr. Dre wears the same thing. He's been wearing the same shit for like 20 years, 30 years or hmm. whatever. And it's because he doesn't want to think about what, what he has to wear. Steve Jobs kind of did the same thing. You know, Steve Jobs' funky uh, outfit of the New Balance shoes and the mm -hmm. old school uh, jeans and the turtleneck thing is something mm -hmm. that he picked up from a professor. But he, but he wanted, a, he wanted A, he wanted like a style, and B, he thought it was dope to have a uniform. Mm -hmm. He's like, that's my work uniform right there. That's perfect. And it also sent a message, too. It was like, okay, this guy's going to conquer the world in a pair of blue jeans. Like mm -hmm. he's super casual, right? He's not like all, all, uh, all dressed up, all buttoned up. The point is, is that takes away, um, that takes away a lot of stress and a lot of anxiety, which sounds foolish to say, but I know that when I, when I leave the house, I always try to look the best that I, that I think that I can look. I'm, I'm not a model. I, I, I don't have a real fashion sense, but I, I try to have a good presentation of myself. I think that I care about it. Um, I, if I pick something up and it's extremely wrinkled, I'm not going to wear it. Mm -hmm. Just little stuff like that. Like I, I'm not crazy picky about it. Uh, but most of the time when I'm here at the gym, I try to dress, um, like a 
business casual, I guess you'd say. I almost always have a polo on and, uh, I try not to wear basketball shorts, you know, stuff, stuff like that. When I, when I'm lifting, of course I wear lifting attire, but when I'm, uh, podcasting and doing other things, I like to try to look a little bit more professional. And so I kind of have like a uniform. I got two uniforms. I got like my gym stuff that might be like cut off or ripped up or might be a tank top or whatever. And then I got my business stuff. So when it's time to do like business stuff, it's time to work and it's time to hop into a meeting. There's no decision to be made. There's no choice to be made on, on what I'm going to wear. Uh, even though I have different polos and different styles of shirts and, and shorts and stuff, uh, the general principle is still the same. You know, I, I still know where to go and what to get. Uh, and then same thing goes for the workout stuff. And then, you know, throughout the week, I may lay stuff out the night before, or sometimes even, uh, I might, I might lay out my clothes and I might also pack my clothes for the day. And I do that the night before because I'm prepping myself to have a good day. Some people will, might say, oh man, I can't remember the last time I had a good day. I can't remember the last time I had a good workout. When was the last time that you prepped yourself to have a good day? Because if you prepare for a good day, you're going to have an awesome day. And actually it'll be a breeze and it'll actually be a lot of fun. And at the end of the day, you're going to go, holy shit, I got a lot done today. Yeah. It was crazy. I was over here. I was over there and I was over here. Yeah. And a lot of that, well, a good portion of that, especially when you talk about like Steve Jobs and Dr. Dre and these high level guys, um, like just as humans, we only have the ability to answer or to make certain decisions at our fullest potential. So let's say it's like 10 decision things that we have to do. We can answer at a hundred percent. And then after that, it, it starts to dim, to dim, diminish. So if you have a good amount of shit already planned out, then whatever do, whatever audibles do come your way, you're ready for them. Instead of like, uh, uh, I, uh, what are we going to podcast about today? You know, you're set and you're ready to go because you haven't uh, really exerted too much energy anywhere else. Yeah, that's a hundred percent right. That's a, that's you know that's that's freaking dead on accurate and. What what I what I also would like to point out is like there's you can you can pre-plan a lot of these things and if you're gonna be if you have a lot of decisions to make in a day, um, and you know that you have a big day, get some damn rest, get some damn sleep, because we already know we've talked about it uh, endlessly on this podcast mm-hmm. before. <clears throat> when you um when you're tired, you're not gonna make great decisions. Nope. We already know too that when you're tired, it affects your insulin sensitivity. Yep. We know that when your insulin sensitivity is affected negatively, it makes you hungry. Mm-hmm. So hunger, cravings, all these things are going to start to happen to you. Why would you allow these things to happen when you know they can happen? And why would you allow them to happen in the face of knowing that the next day is a long day? Why wouldn't you work on, you already know that Friday is a rough day for whatever reason. There's a lot of shit going on that Friday. You already have the information. Are you going to wake up Friday at eight o'clock and you have to be out the door? Uh, you have to be at uh, your office at eight thirty, and you're going to be like, "Oh man, I still got to take a shower," <laughs> and like you're going to just be so far behind. You didn't bring any food with you. You didn't. Are you a Are you a baby? Are you a little kid? Like, um, you know, if you send a kid off to school, like they might just go without lunch, right? But but it's because they're a fucking little kid. <laughs> They're not, they're not an adult. 
So you're going to, you're going to leave the house without any prep for anything. You're not, you're not prepared for anything. There's so many things that happen in a day that we can't control. How in the world are you going to face the world every single day without being prepared? It's idiotic. It doesn't make any sense. It is flat out stupid to do that. It's dumb. (laughs) You have to stop. You have to stop doing it. And you have to trust me when I tell you that it affects your hunger. It affects your cravings. It affects the foods that you eat. It affects all these things. It has a very, very negative impact on, on your life that's on the things that are going to happen now you can one thing about working out and one thing about the foods that you're eating and you know being responsible and eating eating the foods i'm going to go back live here on ig because it cuts off at a certain time here we go bam you know something that's really important for everybody listening to understand is like your workout happens when it happens right you can write down the time that it happens and i told you that it's great to write down the time because then you no longer have to look for it. I can't find the time. Well, you wrote it down. Seven o'clock is at seven o'clock a.m. That's when you train. You can't pre-lift your lifting. You can't pre-lift your workout, but you can pre-cook your meals. You can pre-cook. You can prepare. You can be ready for each day. You can meal prep. You can meal prep your food. You can't do. You can't. Uh, pre prep your uh, pre prep <laughs> your uh, your lifting right and so <clears throat> because of that there are other things in a day that you could be prepared for let's say you know you have a meeting with your boss and you know by the way it's always a decent idea to ask your boss or whoever it is that you're employed by or upper management or whoever when they say hey we're going to have a meeting on Wednesday when they ask you that you're having a meeting, your follow-up question should be, hey, I'd love to know what the meeting's about because I'd like to be prepared. That, that is so valuable because your, your boss may just want to shoot the shit with you, right? Which is fine, but he, he or she may not get to the bottom of what they're looking for because you didn't know that they were going to ask you all these questions. How great would it be to think of, to, they said, actually, we're going to talk, I want to talk to you a lot about your job position and I want to better understand, uh, the different things that you like to do, the different things that you don't like to do. Uh, is there anything holding you back from getting certain tasks done? Um, how, you know, just kind of how's everything going type of thing. Right. So let's say I, let's say I say that to Andrew on Monday and he says, back he's you know ask a couple questions i give him some information wednesday we sit down and i start going over stuff with andrew andrew how's everything with the podcast going you got some uh um you know how are the numbers trending and stuff like does it look like we're heading in the right direction look like everything's going uh the right way um you can be like yep yeah actually i kind of thought you were going to ask that because we talked about the job position and some of these things and i got some information right here or if you want, I can email it to you. I don't have it with me right at this moment. Didn't know you're going to ask that exact specific question, but no problem. I'll make a note right now and I'll, I can fire that over to you. But as we start to talk more, Andrew can say, you know, um, you know, Mark, I didn't know if you, I don't know if you were aware of this, but on top of, uh, you know, running the power project Instagram, I also been helping with this other Instagram page. And I've also been uh, teaching Terrell how to do hustle mania 
and I've been, you know, helping a couple other people do all these other things or whatever, whatever these things are. As I start to dig deeper, I'm like, holy shit, you know, I, I'm finding out more and more. I already know Andrew's valuable, but I'm like, holy shit, Hmm. he's even way more valuable than I even thought. And all that comes from is being prepared. And maybe that lines them up for a raise or maybe it lines them up for a bonus. Maybe it lines you up for something big. Like maybe it lines you up for the day to hit a big lift because you're prepared, because you brought your food, because you were ready. Maybe it just prepares you to have a good day. Maybe it prepares you to have more time with your family when you get home because you already worked out all these things in your head about what the day was going to look like and how the hell you were going to transition from going to work to getting your ass back home. Mm -hmm. You already worked all these things out. They're already, they're already done. What if you, what if you have the realization that when you come home from work, that you eat everything in the goddamn house (laughs) and you smash through the pantry and you, you, you eat a bunch of food while, uh, your wife's preparing food, or maybe you guys ordered food out together or whatever, whatever the case is, you're, you're smashing all this food. You're eating, you know, 500, 600, 800 calories before the actual meal ever even comes. And then you crush the meal and then you're still so hungry. You eat more food. How many people have that happen to them? How many people do that every day? Are you stupid? <laughs> <laughs> Because it sounds to me like you are, because you should be prepared for that moment. If you know that your, your work is done for the day at five o'clock and five o'clock rolls around and you're hungry and you don't have any food with you and you're driving home and you know, you're not going to eat until more like seven. That is just, that is just, there's no other way to explain it. That is just plain stupid. It doesn't make any sense. Why not know, okay, well, work's wrapping up, you know, I'm going to have a little bit of a, I'm going to eat an apple and some cheese or whatever it is that you brought with yourself, uh, hard boiled eggs, just anything, six ounces of steak and, uh, a couple sweet potato, a little bit of sweet potato, something, eat something before you head home so that when you go home, you don't make the same mistake again, because that mistake that you're going to make when you get home. It's going to feel like you're a food addict. Yeah, or even before you get home, you stop at In-N-Out. Yeah. Yeah. You stop, you stop at In-N-Out. You made a bad choice. Your wife cooked a good meal. Now you're in trouble with her. You're in a doghouse because <laughs> you're not eating that. And then on top of that, you end up splurging and like eating ice cream or eating some other junk because you were hungry all day and then you ate and you went off your plan already and you got a case of the fuckets and you just kind of keep hitting <laughs> that button and you just keep letting it happen. So this one guy wrote in Edgar nine, two, five popped in on uh, my DM and Instagram and said he had a bad relationship with food. Um, and he, he mentioned cravings and hunger and weight gain. And, um, he just really, uh, he really struggled to be able to stick to the plan, but everything that I just said previously, if you weren't paying attention, Edgar, um, everything I just said previously lines up with how you can how, how you can kick the shit out of all this, your cravings and your hunger. First of all, I'd say if you have cravings and hunger, uh, the first thing that I would look into is I would try a ketogenic diet and I would try, um, some intermittent fasting. The reason why I suggest those two things is because you can go longer without some of the foods that you love than you think. And you're also not as hungry as you think you are. And so when you work on some intermittent fasting, you could build up your body's ability to be hungry and, and you can teach yourself that you ain't really that hungry anyway. 
It's not that bad. You just went four hours without food. You ain't going to die. And you probably have plenty of body fat to run off of, right? <clears throat> so you don't need to, um, you don't need to <clears throat> let all these, you don't need to let food rule you. You can be in control of your food. You can be in control of these things and you can prepare and you can prep your foods. Staying on a diet is as simple as doing a diet. It's as simple as taking it one meal at a time. <clears throat> if you go off your diet, you're only one meal away from being back on your diet. You're one meal away from being off your plan. You're one meal away from being back on it. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be hard. Now, in a ketogenic diet, you're kind of either ketogenic or you're not, right? <clears throat> but following some of the low-carb principles, so what? You ate 50 carbs for the day or 75 carbs for a day. It's not a huge deal. It's not a huge problem. Uh, think about the fight that you're in. The fight that you're in is to be less fat. The fight that you're in is to be in better shape. The fight that you're in is to be better than you were yesterday. And so in order to be better than you were yesterday, it doesn't mean that we have to sleep eight hours a day. It doesn't mean that we have to be picture perfect on our diet every day. It doesn't mean that we have to be picture perfect with our training. It doesn't mean everything has to be perfect. It just means that it has to be a little bit better. And if we were to give ourselves points for the day and we were to add things up and we said, okay, sleep, all right, out of 10, sleep gets a six, training gets a six. Um, uh, let's see, did I, did I, did I learn anything today? Like where, you know, where's my learning? Where's my education for the day? Does anybody even do that? <laughs> or, or are you just going to work and you don't, you don't have quote unquote, don't have time to learn. Cause that would be a big mistake in my opinion. You're not going to be able to elevate. You're not going to be able to expand beyond where you currently are unless you continue to figure out a way to have some form of continued education. And you should be doing that minimum of once a week. You're not going to always learn new and fresh things just from work by itself. So if we're to grade ourselves at the end of each day, and let's just say, hypothetically, let's just say that you got a score of 60 points, you know? And the next day you got 50 points and the next day after that, you got 60 points and the next day after that you got 70 and so on. Right. As long as over a period of time, it's trending upward then we're heading in the right direction. So not everything has to line up perfectly all the time, every single day, but you do have to try to do better. You do have to try to be better. You do have to try to do more. You do have to try to be more. You're working on trying to become stronger and better than you were yesterday. And I don't know one person, I've never met one person that doesn't possess the ability to get better. So be careful what you say. I have a bad relationship with food. I'd say you have a bad relationship with life. Your relationship with your life sucks. Your relationship with your food is a byproduct of, of not being in control of your life. You're not in control of your sleep. You're not in control of the way that your room looks. You're not in control of making your bed. You're not in control of keeping your kitchen clean. You're not in control of keeping your car clean. You're kind of has spun out of control everywhere. And then you're like, man, I got a bad relationship with food. <laughs> and you probably, maybe you, maybe you have developed a bad relationship with food, but it's because your day is not set up correctly. If your day is set up correctly and you have good choices, uh, at some point, at some point, common sense is going to start to override everything that you do. 
and you'll be in a position to where you say, you know what? Eating those bad foods just makes me feel like shit. I really do want to eat pizza, <clears throat> but right now in my bag, I have chicken breast, rice, and vegetables, and that tastes pretty good. So I'm just going to eat that. It's more economical. It's more towards my goals. I don't really got money to go spend <clears throat> on a $12 sandwich or whatever, right? So as these things start to play out, you're going to recognize it's not necessarily just the food that's a problem. Of course, food can be the problem and it can be a huge problem, but there's little things that you can do with food uh, that help get rid of this quote unquote bad relationship with food. You can simply replace the bad food with better food. You can start to make better options. You can get rid of soda, exchange it for water, exchange it for Zevia, exchange it for um, sparkling water, throw some lime, throw some lemon in there. There's tons of options as you start to, as you start to explore and as you start to look at that to where that whole thing of this bad relationship with food and having cravings and hunger actually starts to become kind of a joke. Yeah. And it just, in my experience, being more prepared with food, like bringing food in. Um, cause I, I, as I've said on the podcast, like I've never really had a problem with at least weight. Obviously I've been skinny my whole life. So I just ate whatever the hell I wanted, which was mainly in and out pizza, whatever, you know, fast food was available. So the thought of eating like chicken breasts and rice was like, Oh, that's gross. Like that's not going to be okay. But the more I brought food in, the so much more easier. That's that's a horrible put together sentence. The much easier it was to say no to going out to get food, and the every single day I did it, it got easier. You know, right. The, you know, the more consistency I put behind it, the easier it got. And I just think somebody on the outside looking in that hasn't experienced that for like you know three months straight. They can't even fathom the idea of not wanting to go get fast food. Right. You know, but again, like I said, in my experience where I was eating like shit nonstop, now eating cleaner and every day it gets easier and easier. But it's because I'm prepared the day before. Each person has their own interpretation, too, of what they want to do. Like maybe somebody just doesn't want a, a, an extra roll of fat. So it's like when your goal is lower and your goal isn't to like look jacked necessarily. Um, and you just want to shed 10 pounds, 15, 20 pounds, you have more leeway with your food and you can still have some of these delicious foods that you like. Um, it's just that you have to pay attention to how often you're doing this. And as somebody just pointed out on Instagram, they said you shouldn't have a relationship with food. And I, I a hundred percent agree. Um, you know, a lot of situations that happen, there's too much emotion behind them. And, uh, even when somebody's inflammatory towards you and when somebody's uh, angry towards you, the worst thing that you can do is fight fire with fire. And the best thing that you could do is say, okay, uh, what, what has set this person off? Why are they upset? And, uh, let's figure out a way to cool them off. So rather than fight fire with fire, fight fire with something that will put out the fire, which would be water or baking soda, right? <laughs> you know, try to find something that will cool the situation off. Somebody wants to be inflammatory and somebody wants you to put up your dukes. Uh, I would say, try to figure out a way to, to cool and calm the situation down. It's, it's a much, it's going to be a much, uh, 
smoother route. You can, you, you're going to be able to help uh, change and convince that person's mindset of the way that they're thinking uh, by, by doing that. And, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people will, will, will talk about, oh man, I don't know how I'm going to be on this diet without pasta Mm -hmm. or, or, you know, I've had pasta my whole life. I don't know. You don't have to do any diet where you're without anything. You can still eat these things. It's just that you can't eat them all the time. (laughs) You can't. Um, but also how often do you really eat those things anyway? And how often do you want to, and then start to have a conversation with yourself about what's reasonable, man. I really love this, you know, thing at in and out. I really love this thing at Jack in the box. Well, how, like, okay, well, let's, okay, well, what's the goal? What are you trying to do? I want to lose 20 pounds. Okay. Let's just say you go to the Jack in the box and you, you do it. Can you, can you do it, uh, every other week? Would that work? Mm-hmm. Somebody might be like, yeah, I think I, yeah, you know what? I can, I can, mm-hmm. fi- I can figure that out. Okay. Can you make some changes in some other spots? Okay. You're going to, you're going to lose the weight. It's not going to be any problem. Not to totally derail everything, but I seen a meme and someone was like, when I was in high school 20 years ago, two tacos from Jack in the Box was 99 cents. I go to Jack in the Box today, and two tacos are still 99 cents. So either inflammation is bullshit, or they've been overcharging me for the last 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Those tacos are pretty good. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, love, I love that kind of shit. I mean, who, who doesn't, right? I mean, we all love these fast, convenient, easy foods. I mean, even right now, as we're talking about food, I'm starting to get starving. I'm starting to get really hungry. Same. And it's, uh, it's 3 o'clock, and... When we're done here, I'm probably going to go almost straight home. I'll probably be home around 4.30. And I know that we don't, like, I, I'm i just sick and tired of seeing people do the same shit over and over again and thinking something different's going to happen. Now, that's the definition of insanity. When I go home, I almost know for a fact that, like, dinner's not going to be cooked because it's never cooked at that time. That would be rare for it to be, that would be, like, out of nowhere. It'd be cooked at uh, two hours earlier than normal, right? Um, my wife cooks dinner, you know, she's amazing, she's amazing with the food and stuff. And she cooks dinner kind of around the same time, uh, you know, give or take 20, 30 minutes every day. But I see a lot of people just kind of like walking into shit. You just like, you're just walking into stuff as if you're expecting something different to happen. And there's nothing different going on. It's the same shit as it was yesterday. So this idea of having a bad relationship with food, I think you have a bad relationship with your life and you got to clean your shit up. You got to clean your act up. You have to figure out a way to be, be more prepared. You have to start preparing some of your foods. You have to figure out a way to get out in front of your day. Start going to bed earlier. Start waking up earlier. We talked about this a ton about you, um, you're not going to function properly if you don't get the right amount of sleep. So you got to make sure you get the correct amount of sleep. What's the correct amount of sleep? Do better than you did yesterday. If you only sleep five hours every night, work on sleeping five and a half. Just work on it and just try. And this idea of trying, you know, I feel this needs to be explained. Just because you try something once and fail doesn't mean that you don't try again. You try and you try again. You try, try, try again, right? You keep trying. You try something, you get some pushback. You try something, it doesn't work. You try something and you fail. How many times have you heard, um, you know, about, uh, athletes like, uh, Reggie Jackson, 
Reggie Jackson used to drop, drop bombs left and right. He used to just nail home runs for the Yankees all the time. But he also struck out more than anybody else in the mm-hmm. history, right? Uh, look, people don't talk about how many interceptions Brett Favre's had in his career. Well, Brett Favre, you know, went, he went, Brett Favre would drop back and he would just sling that ball everywhere. <laughs> he took a lot of chances with it, right? The old gunslinger. Yeah. The old, the old gunslinger. <laughs> He'd be slanging out those slangers, right? Yeah. He would just, throw, just fucking chuck that ball. <laughs> yeah. He was a, he was a freaking nut, nutcase. <laughs> and so sometimes he threw a freaking interception, but he, he, he took a risk, right? He, he threw the punch. He, he went for it. And just because you try, like, just because you try a diet and, and it doesn't, first of all, if you try a diet and it doesn't work, then maybe you didn't do the diet correctly and, or maybe you didn't do the diet long enough. Also try another diet. Yeah. I tried that and it didn't like, that's kind of the worst. I think when you say you tried that and it didn't work, I think it's like, I think it's like, uh, you're just looking for confirmation from someone else. Be like, yeah, bro, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. But you know, I don't think you really believe that. I tried that; it didn't work. Yeah, every diet I do, it's uh, I plateau after three weeks. Nothing, nothing changes. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I, I can't lose weight. Yeah, I yeah. got a weird metabolism. <laughs> or, um, you know, I tried that program, uh, squat every day, and uh, it it didn't work. It didn't change anything with my legs. It's like really, mm-hmm. I tried to squat every day, and it did nothing. Like. I'm not buying that. You went from not squatting, you know, you went from only squatting once a week to squatting four or five times a week or seven times a week. Mm. And there was, and there was no change. Like, you know, either you got better or you got worse, but the, you're just the, the same exact. That doesn't make any sense. Like it's such a radical change. Yeah, it doesn't make sense that it didn't do anything. Yeah. I always want to be like, really, it didn't work for you. Like did we stop everything. Science needs to ins- experiment with you because it works for literally everybody that actually does it. Right. But you're the one exception. So we need to figure out what's going on in your body. Almost everything. Almost everything that you adhere to for a period of time will will yield some kind of results. Um, obviously there's right and wrong ways to do things, but what I also found fascinating about this Instagram post from Edgar nine, two, five is that King swole came in and came to the rescue and offered help. And he was, uh, so kind to say, dude, DM me, I'll help you anytime you want. Um, and he started talking about uh, flexible dieting and started talking about the program he uses. And he was like, I went, you know, lost 30 pounds. And, uh, I, I just thought that was amazing. And I, I, I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the fans that we have are so passionate. Sometimes you guys get crazy fired up and start mm-hmm. yelling at each other. <laughs> Sometimes you guys get crazy fired up and start yelling at me. And, uh, but you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. You guys are awesome. And I appreciate when you guys help each other out and the way that the guy did it was cool too. Cause he was like, you know what? I'm a, I'm a beer drinking rum drinking son of a bitch. And I don't, I don't like to follow a diet either. I always feel like I'm falling out of favor with the diet. I'm always feeling I'm having trouble. By the way, there's a book called The War on Carbs, and you guys should get it what? because it can really wait. What? What? MarkBellSlingshot.com. Go check it out. The book's like 25 bucks or something. You get it on Amazon. I think it's a little cheaper on Amazon, but that would be something worthwhile. It Look, it's right here. I got it right here. Look. Beep. Mm-hmm. I got it right here. It's small. I made it small. It's like a manual. It's a field guide. Mm-hmm. Manuel. 
if you will. Anyway. Some great pictures in there. Who Guy's handsome and a great photographer, right? Who could have took those? <laughs> uh, when you're talking about uh, communities and stuff, like the uh, the YouTube live stream community that we have over here is amazing. YouTube? Yeah, these guys are, like, we had some of the regulars here. They help each other out. Uh, nothing but positive. And then one one cool saying from David B., it's, he says, it's the old saying, the early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. And Say I, that again. Say that again. It's worth saying again. Yeah, I told him I'd never heard of it, and then he called me a millennial. So that's actually the meanest thing anyone's ever said on this chat room. Uh, early to bed, early to rise, makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. It's been around forever. I've heard <laughs> it before, too. I never heard it. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, uh, I told him, like, yeah, that's amazing. It, and it's just, it's just, uh, like, why do we hear information and then dismiss it? Like, that's a great, that's a great chunk of information. Like, uh, the fact that you never heard it is a shame. You know, like, you, you mm-hmm. should have heard it because someone should have said it to you. Or right. Should have been taught to you, right? Absolutely. Um, that's actually a thing to, like, teach to somebody. That's so valuable. That's something to teach your, to your children. I mean, that is, that is uh, some really wise words. Now, there's different people have different things going on in their life. They're going to wake up and go to bed and do things at different hours. But the point is <clears throat> when you do something early, it just means that you're ready for it. You're prepared for it. So, um, you can kind of take that and put it into its own context. If you are uh, a cop and you work nights, it doesn't mean that you can't ever have the things that you want. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it's just, it just means do the stuff when you're supposed to do it. When you're supposed to go to bed, you know, get to bed on time so you have the seven to eight hours of sleep that's required of the human body uh, that, that you actually need. Yeah. We got a pretty cool question from Instagram from uh, jerry.merit. How do you manage anxiety from a business decision and the toll that it takes on the body? Uh, you can't. You can't manage everything, you know. Um, and there's certain things that when, when certain things are put into action, uh, there's not a whole lot you can do to kind of unring that bell. Uh, there's many things that we've had here that have happened that, uh, you can't do shit about. Um, we, we, we talked about it the other day in, in, in a, uh, in a meeting where we had, you know, this problem with PayPal where it was just, hmm. it, it was like, <clears throat> it would, uh, it would just charge people when they ordered but it wouldn't show that somebody ordered. So they didn't know that they ordered. And so each customer came in there and ordered and ordered and ordered and ordered. And it was like, one guy did it like 50 times. Cause he was like a kid. He was like 15 years old or something or 16 years old or whatever he was. But anyway, uh, yeah, there's things that happen in, in business that, that, uh, will give you a damn heart attack. Um, but you're going to f- have to figure out, um, I mean, there's been people that have been way more successful than me. So how are they still alive, right? Hmm. Um, try to figure that out. Try to figure out what that looks like. Try to figure out, um, and how far, you know, how far and how hard are you going to push yourself every single day? Um, you ha- it has to be, has to be reasonable. Um, I have to understand that if I, if I, if I push myself an extra hour every day, that could be detrimental to the entire process. And it's probably totally and completely unnecessary. I already work very hard. I can probably do more, um, but I'm not ready for that yet. Like as I grow older and as I mature more, 
uh, I'll be probably ready to kind of handle more and more. And at some point, uh, that more and more will probably be like, mm, okay, I'm going to kind of settle down now. Um, or I'll start to have different goals. Maybe some of the lifting will be cut back. Maybe I'll be doing jujitsu or yoga or some other shit, uh, <laughs> in collaboration with the lifting. Um, you, you don't really know, but in order to, um, uh, try to manage, uh, the anxiety of some of the things that happen business-wise, certain things I, I, I don't always have control over, but then I have to still, again, interview myself, talk to myself and say, um, you know, this thing happened, this particular thing happened. It's a shame, but did I really do the best I could to communicate everything I needed to communicate to make sure that this happened to the best of my ability, the best of my wife's ability? Um, did my team handle the situation the best they could? Is there something that we're missing? I need to look at that in a reasonable and honest fashion and maybe say to myself, you know what? No, uh, absolutely not. I was wrong. I, I messed up. I made a mistake uh, that didn't work. Um, and how do we make it work next time? So uh, I always look at everything as an opportunity to get better. I always look at everything as an opportunity, period. So how do I manage anxiety that happens in business? Everything that happens is an opportunity. Every single thing that happens, good, bad, or otherwise, every single thing that happens is an opportunity. It's a chance at something. What happened with the X sleeves is an opportunity. It's a wonderful opportunity to show people what the hell this business is all about and what we're here for. We are truly dedicated to making the world a better place to lift. We're truly dedicated to making the best products. We're truly dedicated to making products to where the IPF and maybe some other federations are looking at our products going, I don't know if these could be legal. Like these are pretty damn good. These are too good. Like, mm. I, I don't know. Like, you know, these are too stiff. These are too strong. These are, these are too powerful. I mean, isn't that what all knee sleeves do? They all give you compression. They all help you rebound out of the bottom of the lift. Uh, they all help you do the same thing they, you know, every knee sleeve is, uh, ha has a similar, similar properties to it. And the fact that it's going to keep the knee warm, it's going to give the knee a certain amount of compression. And, uh, there, you know, you're trying just to make the, the best product you can. And we happen to make things in my opinion, better than anybody else. And so when these, uh, when these products kind of come to be and we, we make them, uh, I don't have any control over. Uh, what other people do with them or how they sanction them or how they rule, whether they're going to be legal in their federation. But I have control over my communication level. I have control over who communicates with them. You know, as we went through this misunderstanding, I finally got on the phone with one of the guys from the IPF with my wife. And, um, you know, the, the conversation was adult. It wasn't like, uh, well, no one was really fighting, but uh, it was tense a little bit, especially between my wife and this guy, they're going back and forth a little bit. And, um, I got on the phone and said, Hey, you know what? Uh, we've been looking forward to this opportunity for the last four years and we are super excited. Like we are just so happy that we just can't wait until, uh, we can't wait till 2019. Like we're pumped. Uh, but I will say this, I know that we didn't make any mistakes. I know that we crossed every T and dotted every I that we possibly could. Uh, we were meticulous. We didn't jump the gun. 
And I know that my level of communication was good. So what anxiety do I have towards that situation? None. I don't have any. What do we do with the X sleeves? Uh, okay, they we people bought them and they thought they were approved. And now, you know, they're not approved and we got to make a new one that is approved. Okay, uh, my level of anxiety goes up a point. <laughs> goes from zero, goes to one. And I go, okay, let's make a knee sleeve and then let's send it out to everybody. Okay, what do you mean send it out to everybody? Let's send it out to everybody that bought an X sleeve. And my wife's like, well, why would it go out to everybody? How about just people that, you know, that uh, know that's IPF approved or bought it because it's IPF approved. They bought it after the fact it got IPF approved, after they had it on their IPF approval list. And I said, no, because this is an opportunity. It's an opportunity to show people what we're about. So people recognize, people are smart, and they recognize. Real recognize real, right? Mm -hmm. They recognize when you do something like that. They recognize when you're compassionate. They recognize um, when you're empathetic towards them. And so I said, no, we're going to send out the X sleep to everybody. And so that's what we did. And my level of anxiety, you know, is not like there's, there, um, you know, it's just, it's not, it doesn't go up and down from stuff like that. I, I do the best I can with something. I've been in business long enough to understand that there's only so much I can do with that. Um, and how did you learn that though? Cause I can't imagine that's what it was in the very beginning, or if it was, maybe you learned it somewhere else. Um, I, so I used to not care even more, but I, you know, as I've gotten older, unfortunately you start to care about things a little bit more. <laughs> I've softened up quite a bit. I used to not really give a flying fuck. I used to just really like, I just embrace the fact that, uh, I guess maybe part of it is, uh, uh, I mentioned on previous podcasts, kind of leaning into this meathead idea, you know, okay, I'm dumb. So because of that, I never knew any details about anything. And, um, you know, still to this day, I don't, I don't look at anything like that. I don't pay attention to our numbers business wise. Um, and I think that's a huge blessing. And I think that helps me, uh, deal with the anxiety. So I pretty much have been the same way for a long time. Once we started the business though, and once things started to get underway and we're like, oh, we doubled, we tripled, we so on. I told my wife at a certain point, I was like, that's not. Cause I know that things that go up, come down. Um, I don't even like the word launch. You know, we've, we've talked about this before. Like let's not launch a product because then launching it means it's going to come down probably twice as fast as it went up, you know? So right. let's not launch a product. Let's just put a product out there and make people aware of it, you know? So we don't have, uh, the same launch party that somebody else might have, but, uh, just the, the kind of theory of just staying even keel and, uh, the understanding that, uh, sticking to the facts and understanding that, that things don't have to get emotional and they don't have to get, um, psychological. They can just be the way that they are. Um, they don't have to turn into and manifest in anything else. Your, um, your interpretation, like words only are certain words. But there's certain words that are racist. There's certain words that mean certain dirty, nasty things, right? That, uh, like the word rape, for example. See the word rape, you're like, whoa. Like, <laughs> just no. Like, just nobody likes that. Like, it's disgusting. Like, just, 
There's nothing, there's not one good thing about it, right? But you could say grape, that's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's just because of, of, of what has happened over history that's associated with the word. The word is really a combination of letters put together that we made up. It's, it's just made up. So whether it's a racist word or whether it's, you can let that affect you as much as you want. Or like, you know, you can let that affect you and hurt you as much as you want, or you can just kind of move on. I'm the kind of person that's going to move on because I'm not going to, I don't let things, I don't let things dwell. I don't let, I try not to let things build up. Um, and I try to communicate. And I think that's one thing that's so important about our education is that, you know, when you start, when you learn, that's what you're learning. You're learning the ability to try to communicate with other people. That's the whole point of going to school in the first place is to interact and to try to learn from, from each other. So that, I mean, that's a, that guy asked a great question. Um, the other way that I deal with anxiety from work is just to go lift, you know, I just, mm. you know, a big, a big part of, uh, and I can't ever forget that. I cannot forget that the lifting and the food and the sleep the, I'm training for this business, for this job. Right. And it's not to be like, oh, like he's the owner and he's ripped, really. That's not, that's not really why. Um, the, the main reason why is to try to live up to a strong standard and then have other people that are excited to do the same thing and go, wow, like this is fucking cool. Like getting into like fight club, <laughs> like shit, man, I don't want to fight other people, but man, I really do learn a lot about myself when I. When I draw hands with another person and I go, you know, go mano a mano with somebody, right? <laughs> but I mean, you said it yourself. It's like lifting is the cheat code. Yeah. You know, and uh, I don't know if you were paying attention, but Rogan and his boys were doing uh, Sober October. Uh-huh. And he was just saying like the, like, uh, not necessarily just a runner's high, but he just like was saying how as soon as he, he was done working or working out, he had zero negative thoughts in his head. He had no anxiety. Yeah, nothing but positive thoughts, and he was just happy. All because he like he had these crazy workouts where he's working out for like six hours a day or some mm. shit. But you know, you're right; it's like the cheat code. So all this training is getting rid of all that anxiety. <laughs> no, that's um, you know I, I love I love uh, Rogan. You know I love listening to some of the stuff that he has, and the sober October thing is pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see like how serious they're they're all uh, they're all taking it. And that's it's a perfect time to give people a kick in the pants. <laughs> you know, because this time of year is when everybody starts to get fat. Uh, so I'm going to go over this uh, kind of last, last question here that somebody asked. And this was from uh, Katie Kai, Katie Kai, oh boy, uh, Katie Killier, your, or Killwer. Anyway, I just totally butchered her name because I don't even, I don't even write, I didn't write it down the right way, I don't think. But Kylewer? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, from Katie, right? Katie K, we'll call her. Uh, so she said that she has a problem with when she puts attention towards one thing, something mm. else will fall off and she'll start to do better with her food and then her sleep gets compromised. And then she'll start to do better with her sleep and her training will get compromised. And she'll start to do better with her training and then her food and so on, right? Mm-hmm. She tries to focus in on one thing. Um, I don't know if she mentioned she was a mom or whatever, but like, you know, if you have kids, I mean, they're going to factor into it. There's just a lot of things that factor into all these things. 
And uh, it's very hard to spin uh, a lot of plates at one time and try not to have any of them fall, right? Mm-hmm. It's a real trick. It's a really, uh, it's a tough, it's a tough thing to do. Um, but the good news is, is that you don't have to be perfect on everything all the time. You don't have, like the, all the plates don't have to be spinning. There's not even a point to spin them sometimes. Not everything has to be dead on every single time. It's just not realistic for you to have, to have that happen in that way all the time. And so you might want to try to have a perspective of, um, training's not going to be perfect today because there's too many things going on. And then also, if that's the case, maybe you move your training day. Andrew and I just talked about that. Uh, just talked about this today. Slingshot record breakers is this weekend at, uh, CSA combat sports Academy in uh, Dublin, California. And we're going to be gone for two days. Those are both days that we lift and we're trying to get good momentum with our new lifting buddy, our new lifting partner, our boy, Lauren. <clears throat> and, um, and we can't cause we're, we're going to be out of town. So, it, so it kind of, it kind of sucks in some ways. Um, but what can we do about it? You know, um, we, we know that we're going to miss, we know that the training is going to suffer a little bit. Uh, well, we could train, we could, instead of having a day off, we could, you know, stick, a an extra training session in before we leave town and that will suffice. That will work pretty good. Um, but you know, this idea of trying to, let's say you push one thing to a nine, okay. Out of 10 and you push another thing to a nine and you push another thing to a nine and then you go to push on the other thing and the other thing slides back down to an eight, right? Well, that's going to happen over a long period of time. Like those things will happen. They're going to, there's, there's a, uh, it's too hard. It's too hard to have your work your life, your lifting, your nutrition, your sleep. It's too hard to have all these things elevated all the time. That's why people say all the time, well, nobody's perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, go back to some of the other things I shared during this podcast, the level of consistency, and also let's talk about what's reasonable. So you can't fail at something that you did not say that you were going to do. If if you, if you said that you're going to train four days a week and you only showed up twice, that would be a failure. But from the onset, if you said, I'm going to show up twice a week, then you'd be fine because you then followed through with it. Or maybe you don't even say anything. Maybe you just show up, right? <laughs> um, but it is good to have like, it's good to have goals. It's good to have kind of set things. And so in these individual areas where you feel like you're falling off when you're pushing towards one thing and pushing towards another, I would really suggest that you write these things down and analyze them. And what does it mean to you to be a 10 out of 10 on some of these different things? Is it reasonable? Is it anything that you even actually want? Figure out what you want and try to figure out how to aim for it is what I said in the very beginning of the podcast. That's from Jordan Peterson. That's really crucial. And that really plays into this question a lot. You're not going to be able to have everything in a heightened state all the time, physically, mentally, it's, it's, it's impossible, but you can be better than you were yesterday. So you can take those fives and turn them into sevens. You can have them beat seven, eight, nine, seven, eight, Mm -hmm. nine, seven, eight, nine, but you're not going to have tens all the way across. It's just not going to ever happen in my opinion. Yeah. I can really relate to her question. Uh, Katie was her name. Mm -hmm. Um, 
because before I started working with super training, um, as, as my photography business went up, my training went down. Now my training was never really out of 10, but you know, it was somewhere in the middle, but then as soon as training or as uh, photography went up, training went down, training would go up, photography would drop way down. <laughs> it right. was just, I, I couldn't balance it out. And then one day or one moment, I'm like, you know what, I'm going to work both of them as hard as I can. <laughs> So it was, there was a meteor shower the next night that was going to happen. So I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to be a bitch. I just said, I'm going to do both 100%. So I'm going to go to the morning. I'm going to train at four, uh, it was like 5 AM. And then that night I'm going to go out and shoot, you know, the, the meteor shower that's coming. So I stayed up for a really, really long time. And this was about a month or so before I ever met you. Hmm. I ended up uh, staying up all night. I, I, you know, trained in the morning, went to work, shot photos at night. And on the way home, I remember getting off the freeway and then waking up next to a pole because I actually crashed because I fell asleep. Oh, shit. Because I was trying to do a little bit too much. And it's kind of weird because then shortly after I met you and I'm like, shit, did I not make it out of that car? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, this is all like so crazy. But back then it's because I couldn't handle it. Right. I could probably do that today because what does Mark say? Do more, be more. Right. You know, if back then you said, hey, you're going to do, you're going to train every day with Mark. You're going to do photos every single day. You're going to do a podcast every day. And you're going to have enough energy to go to Jasmine's dance class at the end of the night. I'd be like, no way. (laughs) Right. But in time you develop, you know, the, the willpower, the capacity to handle all this. So, yeah, right now you might be able to train at a six and then everything else kind of is at a five, but then eventually you kind of get more points on the scoreboard and you can do train at a six, everything else is at a six, you know, it kind of like you uh, build up uh, attributes like if it was like NBA 2K or something. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, you know, do more, be more. It it might not be what you want right now, but in time you will get there. Uh, What stupid things were you doing in your life at that time? That may have, uh, you know, that may have led to you like falling asleep. I know that you said you kind of tried to prep for it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, uh, what was in your way of like not being able to complete that day all the way? You think? I just got gassed. I just, you know, because I was training. I was trying to train Monday through Friday in the mornings, and then just work my regular. Like uh, at that time, I think I was working seven to four. I think. And then every minute after I clocked out of work, I was working on my photography. So I never really took a break. And then that night just happened to be a really, really long day. And I just, I, I just, that's like I said, like I just passed out. And next thing I know, my, all the airbags are deployed and my car automatically starts calling 911, which I thought was crazy. Hmm. But, um, I mean, just a, a consistent, not sleeping eight hours a night, right? Uh, consistently just pushing too much. Like, I mean, you can ask Stephanie, there'd be nights where I'd be up like four or five in the morning trying to work on my website that mm-hmm. drove zero traffic to it, mm-hmm. but you know, trying to make it look legit. And it's just because I kept trying to just push more and more and more. But like I said, that situation was kind of uh, a little bit out of the norm because mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna stay up all night taking pictures of the you know, this, this meteor shower. And that's, you know, it was just a little bit too much. Right. So it kind of goes to show you that like, um, there's these kind of fundamental things that everything else starts with, 
And I, I would say that um, it's very clear without sleep, we don't have much, mm-hmm. you know, without sleep, you could end up dead. You can end up smashing into a tree, you know, um, sleep is going to be a fundamental piece of this puzzle and sleep, sleep is going to be a huge part of you being able to figure out how to eat correctly. It's going to be a huge part of you figuring out how to make strong decisions in your life every single day. The food is going to be very important as well, because if you're an asshole with your food and you're insulting your metabolism all the time with junk, it's going to be hard to sleep properly. Yeah. The two things kind of go together. Um, for example, I'll show you how sensitive this is. I, I cut out food about two to three hours before bed every night. And I've been sleeping like a damn rock. It's been really the only change. Now I have been trying to work on my sleep for a while and, uh, not a lot of things have been that effective. I still tape my mouth shut (laughs) and I still use the nose strip. I use both of those things and those seem to help as well. They kind of maybe help get a deeper sleep. I take magnesium. I take zinc before I go to bed, but I've been doing that for a long time. And I cut out, um, I cut out the last meal. So I, it, cause I usually just snack anyway. My wife cooks at like six, we're done eating at seven or whatever it is. And, uh, I'm usually kind of done for the day, but I get these stupid cravings again. And I just want to eat like a quest cookie or make a protein shake or just pick at something in the fridge. It's not anything that I actually need. It's just that I want it, you know? So I, I got rid of that habit. And, uh, as a result, been sleeping a lot better. And I wake up and I continue the fast and I fast through our workouts now. And, you know, I'm not shitting as much, you know, I mm-hmm. still take a shit in the morning. It's kind of like just my, that's my time, I guess. <laughs> but, uh, you know, before I would like, I would wake up and I would eat and I ate before I went to bed and then I'd have to take a dump and then I'd be out to trying to go out the door again and I'd have to take another dump. And it was just like dump after dump after dump. And it just got to be, it got to be too much, but. To, to, to get back to this question, to get back on track here, when you pay attention to one thing, other things will fall. Well, whenever you try to work, uh, in, in strength training when, or in training in general, when, when you talk about trying to have like a strength block, there's some coaches that have pointed out that the best program that you can do is the one that you're currently not doing. So you're like, wait, well, that sucks. Hmm. Well, what that means is that when you're doing sets of three for long periods of time, that your sets of 10 will suffer. Understand what I'm saying? When you, when you start, when you're doing sets of 10, your sets of three will start to suffer. Andrew and I have been doing higher reps. And so we've noticed that while doing higher reps is great, when we go to handle the heavier weights, they still feel kind of heavy, right? And so if you could get stronger only lifting light weights, then everybody would be very, very strong and not everybody is very strong. You have to be able to handle, you have to figure out ways of handling enough weight so your body is prepared for it. You have to be prepared for all these situations that you have in life. And if you can't keep all the plates spinning, then maybe you're spinning too many at one time for now. And you need to look at, and you need to have a conversation about what it is that you want. Where do you want to be? Why are you even spinning all these plates? What is it for? 
where do you want to see, where do you want to be in three years? You can have just about anything that you want within the next three years. It's just that you have to figure out like what, like what is it, you know, and why, what is it and why? Like, do you want, do you want to make 70 grand? Do you want to make like, is there, is there a number that in your head with finances? Is there uh, a job title that you want? Is there, do you want to move up to management? Do you want to be in sales? Do you want to, um, a new car, do you just, whatever, you know, whatever these things are that you're looking for, uh, start to really kind of focus in and hone in on what they are. I never had to actually do that because I've always been a dreamer. I've always been someone who just, I, and I don't know, I, you know, I don't know if I was born with that or, or what that came from. I think it's just probably a byproduct of having, um, loving parents and not ever feeling like, I ever had to really think about like getting a real job. And so I just dreamed about shit and thought about like, I'm going to own a big castle one day. I always want, I always wanted to be rich and I always kind of like knew I was going to be rich. I knew it happened at some point. I don't know why, but I was just so casual about it. I was like, yeah, it'll happen at some point. I don't know. And I think people would look at me like, what the fuck? Like, you ain't <laughs> going to be rich, you dummy. I remember having conversations with my friend and, and he and I actually like gotten like, uh, like kind of a long ar argument over it. Like we pretty much stopped talking after that, but he was like, I know he said something about, cause he, he was in construction, uh, even when we were kids, like he was in construction from the time he was 12. And then I think as soon as we got out of school, he started running his like uncle's construction company. And then he went to college and got a degree. And then from there he became a foreman and he was just kicking ass. I mean, he was, he was really, uh, doing great but he and i got in a conversation one day before before all that happened and um i i said something about uh like i said i don't care like he was rubbing it in his in my face that i never had any money and i said oh i don't really care about like I, you know i'm freaking we're in high school dude i'm like i don't really care that much about having money not that big of a deal to me and uh he's like yeah you're saying that because you ain't got any i was like yeah you're right you kind of got me. I said, you know what though? When, uh, when I'm, when I'm older, I'm going to have more money than you. And he's like, Pfft. he's like, how the hell are you going to do that? I was like, I don't know. I don't know, but I'm gonna have more money than you and everybody else in this room. There's like 10 other people in there. And, uh, I just, I, I remember that. And he got, he was pissed. He was like, he was truly offended because he was, he was like that competitive. I didn't really care what he said. I was just like, whatever. Uh, he was my friend and we were dicks to each other. Cause that's mm -hmm. what, that's what you do as guys. You, talk trash to each other. Right. But, um, I just kind of has, have always, uh, have always been a dreamer. So I never really had to, um, you know, I guess maybe, uh, like goal set as much as maybe somebody else, or I didn't have to have as much, uh, internal dialogue to figure out what it was I wanted. It was already like dreamt in my head. I was already like stuck in there, uh, that, uh, that I wanted. And maybe it's cause Maybe it's because I loved uh, professional wrestling growing up. And I love that, like, kind of a little bit of that rock star uh, lifestyle. I love that they, you know, the Ric Flair type stuff. Mm -hmm. He's got the money. He's got the ladies type of thing. Like, maybe there's part of me that, that likes some of that side of things. So, I don't know what it is. <laughs> anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, the best way you can show your love to this show is to uh, comment on iTunes, tell tell people that you listen to the show, tell other people that you like the show, tell people that you love it, tell people why.
Tell people what your favorite parts are. Da 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 da. Blah blah blah. Show your love, and then tell other people about the show. That's important. That's huge. Yeah. So for everyone on Instagram, there is a Mark Bell's Power Project Instagram that you guys can go follow. Um, all the links are in the bio. So whatever the hell device you have, iPhone, Android, uh, PC, Mac, whatever, there's ways that you guys can find us. Um, you can instantly just go to powerproject.live. That's where all the live streams are, are going to be put up. Um, we're, we're, we're easy to find. <laughs> we're accessible. The last thing I'm going to say before we sign off here is um, I hear a lot of people, and Andrew kind of mentioned this about, about working, when he started to work more, this, this uh, idea of fitness uh, fell off. And so you want to try to, you want to still try to hold on to things that are directly for you. And you could think like the camera stuff, uh, being a photographer is for you. And you could think that it's like for your family, but I think that you need like just flat out, there has to be some sort of alone time where you work on purely and strictly the, the development of yourself. And yeah, you can kind of do some of that through photography, but that's just you learning more about a camera. Yeah. That's you learning a skill and acquiring a skill. And that's very, very positive. That's a great thing. But I think in addition to that, you have to figure out how do I, like you might have to go do something weird, like listen to music, play music, write music. Uh, if you like to write, you like to read, you like to draw, like maybe you love art and you love to draw. Like you're, you might, and that if that's not your profession, you still might need to set time aside for you just to do that thing. My wife's thing is swimming. My thing is to lift weights. And so we still have a thing. And those things are important because that helps me improve every day. On top of the lifting, I'm educating myself every day on new material. I'm trying to absorb new stuff. I take notes in, in, it, in this book every day. Like I'm going to school. It says meathead billionaire on there. And I don't give a rat's ass if I ever become a billionaire or not. I, don't, I could care less. I just wrote it on there because I'm putting it out there in the universe and we will see what happens. We won't know that story until the story ends, I guess. Strength is never a weakness. Weakness is never a strength. Catch you guys later.